The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hi, I'm former Buffalo Bills wide receiver Don Beebe, and you're listening to Nate and the Fellows on Circling the Wagons podcast on the Buffalo Rumblings podcast network. Because nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Go Bills. Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Most times, here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this recap episode of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I am your host, Nate, and we are going to discuss the Bills' 27-17 victory today over the Jets in their season opener in front of zero fans today in Bills Stadium. Uh, it was a tale of two halves. We're going to go over all of our thoughts on the game, some stats of the game, our plays of the game, and as always, our wall of famers and wall of shamers with some help from our amazing followers on Twitter. I'm joined, as always, by my co-hosts, John and Mike. And fellas, this was this was an interesting game. I mean, they, they got out to a quick 21-0 lead, and you're thinking, oh my God, this the Bills are going to steamroll this team. I mean, they're just they're just doing they're just having their way with the Jets offensively. The defense forced three three and outs to start the game, and I thought that this was going to be a blowout. But then a few fumbles happened. Josh Allen caught the ball up a couple of times in the first half in the red zone, and then the momentum shifted a little bit. And in the second half, the Bills only scored seven point or six points rather, and I didn't think that the Bills. I thought it was going to be a very dominating win because what you want to see from your team is like, what kind of team is this? Um, did you guys have those feelings at all going after this game? John, I'll start with you. Yeah, definitely. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't a little disappointed that they didn't get the blowout. But on the other hand, you know, this was a game that we expected the Bills to win and they won. So, I mean, it's kind of weird to think about that, that you know, that actually happened, right? They, we thought they would win They you know, on paper and both, you know, talent. And they did it. <laughs> I I don't see how anybody could use the word disappointed. Like I feel like the Bills dominated from the beginning till the end. It felt to me like it was forty-two to three. Like they should have won by a much wider margin, certainly. But it was fun not having to worry about them choking in the fourth quarter. Like I I never got the sense that the Jets had a 
a chance after the Bills' three consecutive first half touchdown drives. I thought it was over at that point, really. Yeah, yeah. you said it right there. The Jets didn't have a chance, and that's that. That's the difference from you know past games where you you, you think they're going to win and oh I don't know throughout the game this and that. But they the Jets, even though the the Bills didn't play as well in the second half, um, the Jets still didn't have a chance. I think the only reason I I say. I'm not disappointed in the win. I'm still very happy that the Bills won. I think there was just a few things that happened in the game that kind of raised an eyebrow. Like, uh, I I really wish that didn't happen. I mean, the fumbles are one thing. I mean, Josh Allen had a lot of fumbles last season. He just didn't lose a lot of them, right? So you're talking about regression to the mean this season, and we've already met it, I feel like, with the two fumbles today, and they just so happen to be in the red zone. So you're talking a swing of you know, however many points in each, if they score a touchdown each time, they scored 21 points on seven red zone possessions in the first half. So um, it was that still 21, nothing. That's all they needed to win the game. That first half was all they needed to win the game because they only scored, you know, six points the rest of the, of the game and they still won by 10 points. The other thing that, that worried me a little bit was um, I think, you know, I'm trying to look at this positively, and it was just it was just a rough game. And I don't know, you know, if the preseason plays into this because there was no preseason. So what we're seeing right now is is the absolute worst case scenario of a Bills game where they played really well. They had a lot of gaffes, you know, uh, offensively and special teams wise that they wouldn't be able to get away with against a real team. But there was there was the, the red zone fumbles were disappointing. The Tyler Bass missed field goals, like short missed field goals, like under 40-yard missed field goals, which bothered me. And then the injuries, that was the third thing. The injuries that the Bills sustained on the defensive side of the ball was, I again, 1-0. That feels great. Josh Allen showed a lot today, a lot more than I think he's shown so far this season, which is absolutely what you want to see. Because injuries, you know, notwithstanding, I mean, that's, that's really going to determine determine how how this season goes one way or another for the bills but i think you hit on a lot of points got to go back to the beginning tyler bass right i miss hauska was money <laughs> right we all really liked him that was the surprise of camp i would say that he was let go and they moved on but i think certainly bean has proven that he knows what he's doing trust the process so excited to see what bass can do and i think that first field goal right like that looked good to me <laughs> It looks look great to me. Um, and if if you think you nailed it and they take that away from you off the board, like that's got to get in your head a little bit. Um, he was perfect on the extra points. Like it would really kill you if it in a closer game. But his, he's a rookie. It was his first game. Um, you can't even say first game in front of a real crowd, though. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> you can't say that. But I mean, still the stress of an actual game compared to practice where he was hitting those. You know, for the most part, I don't know if I, I mean, looking back at or thinking about all the practice notes, I don't remember ever seeing him miss under 40 yards. Now, there was somewhere he missed between 40 and 49 and 50 and, you know, 55 or whatever. But I don't think I saw him miss a lot under 40. So he missed a couple of times today. I mean, again, I don't, I don't think he's done. I think it was just, he's a rookie and that was a tough game. But you know how it is with kickers. We've seen it happen with Hauschka and Dan Carpenter. Man, when it gets... When it when it when the game gets in your head, you have to worry. And that and those other two field goals that Tyler Bass ended up making to end the game, you were waiting to see if it hit the net because it could have curved out a little bit or something and gone wide right. I mean, what would you guys think about the Josh? I mean, Josh Allen 
did exactly. I mean, he hit his 300 game. This is the first 300-yard game for a Buffalo Bill starting quarterback since 2014, at least in regulation, and since 2014 when Kyle Orton did it. Did have two <laughs> the two rough misses with Knox in the end zone, right? That was the first quarter. Um, wide open, wide Dig- open, guys. Diggs is like, throw it to Knox, right? <laughs> um, in the fourth quarter, he had the wide open miss to Brown, right? Both throws across his body when he's on the move, going to his left. Um, and then I thought, too, like the pass to Beasley. It, it, was, it was a long gain, but Beasley's in the seam. If he hits him in stride, like it's a touchdown. Beasley will split, split the safeties. Like it doesn't show up on the stat sheet or anything, but – so accuracy, I guess, continues to be an issue, but great, great game, strong performance. Yeah, he had some really great throws, and yeah, you're right, Mike. If he if he puts a little bit of touch on those two passes, there, I feel like they were just bullets back there. Can we talk about Stefan Diggs for a quick minute? I mean, the guy, the guy was as advertised, minus a deep bomb for a touchdown, and he took some huge hits today. I mean, the the Jets D was leveling him. Every almost every time he got the ball, and he got up every time. A bit of uh, Andre Reed out there, um, maybe not as much with yards after catch, but definitely, um, you know, take you know going in in traffic, taking the hits, always holding onto the ball. Um, it was great to see. Yeah, I think no doubt he's a difference maker. It's awesome to see the receiving core just elevated, and I think from the defensive side of things, right, like the Jets have to rotate their coverage to his side, and I think that freeze up right for Brown Beasley and it just affects the third order effects are tremendous. He just, it's, it's more than just his catches or his touchdown or exactly what he's doing. He's ad as advertised for me. It was worth the trade completely. Um, I forgot to mention this on Josh Allen. And I want your guys' thought on this because I waffle back and forth about this issue is Josh Allen running the ball. Now with Josh Allen today in general, there are sometimes he just doesn't get enough credit sometimes for avoiding pressure because there are there's numerous examples in watching the game where guys go completely unblocked right to Josh Allen. He sidesteps them, steps forward, makes a play or, or scrambles out of the pocket, maybe scrambles out of the pocket and misses a guy in the end zone, right? He just doesn't get enough credit for the fact that his offensive line, again, I don't think they're great. I think they're I think they're average. It's a paradox too, because he is so good with the ball in his hands, minus some fumbles. I mean, he just makes plays for the most part on the field. But I just don't think it's sustainable. I think he takes way too many hits. He has not learned to slide yet. And, he, I mean, there were a couple of times he got hit, even on the one of the fumbles, where I thought he was grabbing his knee or something, and I'm just like, I don't. It's not worth it. It is not worth Josh Allen having so many designed run plays, even though he had that really great touchdown on the designed run play. You know, so you take the good with the bad. I go back and forth with it. As soon as I say, as soon as I say in my head during the game, like I do not want him to run the ball ever again. Then he'll score a touchdown or he'll run for twenty yards and a first down. You know, do you guys ever find yourselves kind of conflicted with Josh Allen running the ball? It's productive enough for the you know the Bills to sustain drives, and um, but yeah, the. Every time you cringe, he gets hit, right? Like, uh, it's, I mean, you're right. Where's the line, right? Yeah, I haven't found it. <laughs> Mike, what do you think? Does it bother you or you think it's a necessary evil? You just can't, doesn't no matter how big, how strong you are, 
you're going to be injured eventually, right? And then where are the bills at that point? But just think, like, if he just ran the amount of times that he had to because the offensive line was breaking down or he couldn't find someone open, like, you're talking, like, six or seven runs a game right there, right? So it's not like he wouldn't be running the—he'd still be running the ball if he didn't have a designed run. He would just be running it less. Like, he had 14 attempts today. (laughs) And that doesn't—so there's 14 potential opportunities for him to get hit minus every single time he dropped back. I'm just not a fan of it. Um, I, I was I was really, you know, I, I like that they did a lot more play action. They haven't done a lot of play action in the past, and that was kind of cool to see. He did some RPOs. They didn't go so well, but he did some RPOs. And uh, I I can't really complain from from that standpoint, coaching-wise. I think Sean McDermott showed some aggressiveness on, on that fourth and uh, half yard that he went for it in the second quarter, I think it was. Um, overall, yeah. So let's go into the stats of the game. So let's start off, obviously, the man, the myth, the legend, Josh Allen, 33 for 46, 312 yards passing, two passing touchdowns. So that was like a 71.7% completion percentage. Now let's go into rushing. Josh Allen, 14 carries for 57 yards and one touchdown. Bill's running back, Bill's running backs. How many carries does he have more? Does he have as many as the other guys? Yes. Yes, he does. He has more carries than any running back on either team. (laughs) So we'll go into the Jets running backs, but Devin Singletary had nine carries for 30 yards. And mind you, the 30 yards, he had 3.3 yards per carry. That 30 yards is completely inflated by like a, it was like a 16-yard run that he had in the fourth quarter. So he had nine carries for 30 yards. Zach Moss had nine carries for 11 yards. 1.2 1.2 yards per carry. If you add those guys combined, the Bills running backs today had 18 carries for 41 yards. That's 2.2 yards per carry. The Bills could get nothing going on the on the on the ground today. And um, I'd say that's one of the most disappointing parts of the of the Bills offense today is that they needed Josh Allen to get anything going on the ground today. Stephon Diggs led all pass catchers for the Buffalo Bills with eight receptions for 86 yards on nine targets. Number two on the list, the Bills' go-to last season. Wide receiver John Brown had six receptions on 10 targets for 70 yards and one touchdown. Cole Beasley working in the slot, four receptions on seven targets for 58 yards. And then you had some guys, they they actually, Devin, Devin Singletary had five receptions for 23 yards. Zach Moss had three receptions for 16 yards and a touchdown. The rookie gets his first touchdown of his career today. And I, I just a side note, I was happy to see the Bills were getting the running backs involved in the passing game. That's something that they haven't done a lot. And um, it's something I've, I've kind of criticized them a little bit for and something that I was surprised because Brian Dable came from New England where they always pass to the running back. As as far as uh, defensively, um, Matt Milano had an interception today. Uh, Jordan Poyer had a fumble, a forced fumble, and Cherry Hughes had the fumble recovery. And now let's go into the Jets' side of the ball. By the way, real quick, I really tried hard to get um, New Jersey Jets trending on Twitter. To no luck. <laughs> to no luck. I was pushing hard for it because every single uh, game, there's always a hashtag that goes with it. And it's always goes, you know... Hashtag the away teams, you know, uh, designation versus the home team's designation. And so for this one, it was, you know, going to be the hashtag NYJ versus BUF, right? So New York Jets versus Buffalo. And I was trying really hard to get NJJ versus 
B-U-F. And uh, of course, uh, failure. So <laughs> I tried, man. I'm going to keep trying. I think I'm going to keep pushing that as long as I can to see if it's going to pick up. So everyone that's listening to the podcast, first of all, follow us on Twitter uh, at CTW Pod, Circling the Wagons Podcast. Is, is that the right nomenclature, though? When you say someone, if you just randomly say someone versus someone, I think it's always the home team second. Mike, back me up. Yeah. <laughs> All these years. All these years, man. See, even you're learning something new on this podcast together. So Sam Darnold passing for the Jets, 21 for 35, 215 yards, one touchdown, one interception. There is always this big feud on Twitter between Jets fans and Bills fans as far as who is the better quarterback. And today, I don't think there was any contest. Sam Darnold, obviously, right? According to Twitter. Oh, according to Jets Twitter, Sam Darnold by a landslide. I mean, you can't even put Josh Allen in the same category. (laughs) And Baker Mayfield, too, don't forget. Oh, don't forget Baker Mayfield, just a a stud compared to Josh Allen. And Josh Allen was the only one of those three quarterbacks that had a win today. You know, Josh Allen and Sam Darnold, you think those guys are friends? (laughs) I don't know, man. I mean, what are the odds of that, right? (laughs) I heard they only live like a few minutes from each other. Oh, really? Did you? Wait, they don't. Maybe 10 minutes with traffic lights. (laughs) (laughs) Frank Gore basically took over for Le'Veon Bell after Le'Veon Bell went down with an injury. He had six carries for 24 yards. Le'Veon Bell had six carries for 14 yards. So the Bills did a great job of bottling up Le'Veon Bell. Mike, what do you think the time of possession was for the Buffalo Bills? About 36 minutes. John, 36 minutes for the Buffalo Bills? Mm Mm-hmm. 36-01. (laughs) John, John, the winner on this ding, 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 ding for John. 40 minutes for the Buffalo Bills. Isn't that crazy? It was almost 41 minutes. 41 minutes to basically 19 minutes to take a quick commercial break. When we get back, we're going to do our Sweet Sassy Molassie plays of the game, our Wall of Famers and Wall of Shamers, and we're going to read your tweets on the podcast. So stick around. Welcome back to Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host, Nate. Thank you again for joining us. We are going to do our Sweet Sassy Molassie plays of the game. We're going to do our Wall of Famers, Wall of Shamers. And we're also going to, I forgot to mention this earlier, uh, talk about our giveaways. We have three giveaways going on right now, which is crazy. Most podcasts, by, by the way, in general, have zero. They have zero. We have three more than them. All right, let's go right into our... Sweet Sassy Molassie plays of the game. Sweet Sassy Molassie. Get out the checkbook and pay grandma for the rubdown. So if you're new to our podcast, every week we talk about our favorite plays that the Bills had from each game. And John, I think I'm going to start it off with you. Who was your Sweet Sassy Molassie? What, what, what was your Sweet Sassy Molassie play of the game? Well, I'm going to have to go with the uh, Matt Milano interception. Um, I just thought it was a great exciting play i you know the second he he uh leapt up for that ball and came down with it i was like sweet sassy molasses <laughs> i love it i love it same here <laughs> that was that was on my list mike what about you i was torn between two uh the first touchdown run by allen really for me set the tone and the bills never looked back but i think in my final analysis i'm gonna go with jordan poyer's strip of the jets tight end uh chris Herden. And the one where Jerry Hughes recovered it. I think I'm going to have to agree with Mike on that one. For me, it had to do with just changing momentum. Uh, The Bills were really, 
the Jets kind of got some life back in the second half, and they all of a sudden the Bills went from complete domination to uh, the Jets thinking, "Hey, maybe we can do this. Maybe we can actually, you know, come back and uh, and you know have a shot at this." And the Bills were a little bit they were a little bit late to the party when it came to <laughs> the idea of trying to strip the ball as you're tackling them, right? One guy holds them up, the others come in and punch the ball, right? I mean, we would do that on Thanksgiving football at least five years before the Bills. All right, let's go into our Bills Wall of Famers for today's game. Wall. I think we're all in agreement here. Josh Allen needs to be the Wall of Fame for all three of us. Three over 300 yards passing, over 70% completion percentage, three total touchdowns. I mean, the guy was one of the best players on the field today. Now, what about your wall of shame for today's game? Shame. 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 John, who do you put on your wall of shame? You know what? I might have to go with Josh Allen again. How about that? How about that? Hold on to the ball. Um, He had two very bad misses in the end zone. I mean, that's just five plays off the top of my head, right? So, like... He had a great game, but like if this was against a better team, any one or combination of those plays could, you know, could have cost him the game. Yeah, yeah, you can't take that's, the yeah. That's inane. You can't be the the wall of fame and the wall of shame. That's like, oh, here's you're the employee of the month and you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> like it doesn't make any sense. It happened in the same month. In the same month. <laughs> What happened to Drew? He was just named Employee of the Month. I was just walked out also. He had a good first half of the month. Mike chooses Tyler Bass. Why is that, Mike? I missed the two short field goals, Nate. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Wasn't, he... the, wasn't the first one they said was good? They, they just couldn't review it or something? <laughs> yeah, good point. Good point, John, because uh, an extra point is 33 yards. <laughs> that he missed a 34-yarder and a 38-yarder, and then he made the 22-yarder and the 19-yarder. So yeah, almost the same distance as an extra point. I'm going to go off a little bit different. I'm going to go the Bills' run game today. The Bills cannot run the ball today, 2.2 yards per carry. It was just a bad day to run the ball um, for the Bills that didn't have to do with Josh Allen, which which is unfortunate because when the Bills drafted Moss, we're all like, okay, you know, Zach Moss. We're like, okay, now the Bills have a 1A, 1B between Devin Singletary and Zach Moss, and they just couldn't get either of them going today. So um, I'm hoping that the Jets are just that good defensively, but we'll see. All right, now let's go into our Twitter responses. If you're not following us, please follow us on Twitter at CTWPod, like Circling the Wagons Pod. Every week after the game, if you're new to our podcast and you want to contribute in some way, shape, or form, to each episode, after every game, I tweet out, you know, who is your who's your wall of famer and wall of shamer? Who's on your wall of fame and wall of shame for today's read the best ones? Ryan Broch is in a lot of these people, which cool is a lot of the the people that are in the replies for this are list to be taking as hard a hits <laughs> and as many hits as he as he took um, today. Dave Thorpe writes, Wall of Fame was Diggs. He transformed the offense. That man can play. A steal for just a first-round pick. Wall of shame for the cheap shot New Jersey Jets players. I like how you use that, Dave. You are, yeah. Every time 
every time they're pure trash. A mention of fumbles for Allen and another for linebacker injuries. There's a great point. There were a couple of really cheap shots by the Jets, defensive linemen, a couple of late hit calls or roughing the passer calls, I should say, one against Allen's knees, which just seemed like way late. Now that one I might give a pass to because if you're that low, you're probably not looking up to see did the quarterback just pass the ball? But at the same time, the one where um, I forget which which player was uh, hit Josh Allen right in the head as he was throw after he threw it was just complete garbage. It was it was a bush play, and um, I agree with Dave. It was uh, it was really it angered me. It pissed me off. Kind of surprised that it wasn't Henry Anderson. Um, I don't even know if he's still with the Jets to be hundred percent honest. But that guy, that guy, if the guy is the Jets, he goes on the. Uh, the piece of garbage club after all the times he's taken cheap, cheap shots on Bill's players. Next is Bill's Blitzkrieg. Bill's Blitzkrieg, by the way, they tagged us in a recap uh, of the game uh, that they wrote right after the game, and they, they tagged us in it. It's a pretty good recap. I would suggest you guys check that. Obviously, check out buffalorumblings.com. I mean, that should be your first source for anything Bill's cat recap related. But uh, the fumbles, Allen put, put up a lights-out game just what we wanted to see from him. And wall of shame, Milano for getting hurt and the Jets taking advantage. Just kidding, he writes. Probably Singletary. He was struggling, but he also didn't get good carries. Mike Graham writes, wall of fame, John Brown and the Bills defense. Wall of shame, Bass and the Bills running game. Happy Allen got his 300-yard game, but jeesh, next time do it without the fumbles and the terrible miss throw on the goal line. <laughs> Yeah, like like Mike mentioned, that one throw that could have easily been a pick where he just kind of just gunned it in there. Sometimes it's so good that Josh Allen has such a strong arm because people can't catch his balls, and that includes uh, defenders. Anthony Giordano writes, Hall of Fame, be the weak link. Mike Taylor is in, Wall of Fame, Allen for his first 300-yard game. Wall of Shame, letting the foot off the gas in the second half. It was a good win, but it wasn't a complete win. I I think that's really well put. By Mike, um, I, I I particularly, we, we talked about that at the top of the episode, wasn't a big fan of the Bills uh, not completely down, pretty much imploding. I mean, Adam Gase is a terrible head coach, and it was just a matter of time till, you know, the the locker room implodes. Everywhere. I mean, players have already asked to be traded and have been traded from that team because of after the, Bill, or the, the Jets organization front office at this time, which I imagine a lot of Bills fans don't either. And uh, I think they really could have taken advantage of it. Devin Brown writes, Wall of Fame, Josh Allen, first 300-yard game since 2016. Wall of Shame, (laughs) he writes, AJ Klein, I guess. If Milano misses significant time, the Bills could be in trouble at linebacker. Now, I like Devin's point because AJ Klein is the first linebacker off the bench for both Tremaine Edmonds and Matt. And uh, that's scary. That's scary because he's not nearly as good as those two guys. And we talked about this on the podcast uh, in the offseason, the preseason, was the depth behind their two stud linebackers he plays today. Um, so I was happy to see what he could do. But A.J. Klein, is a, he, he, he's a he's a two-down linebacker. That's all I'll say about that. So uh, Jason Statham, love that. Wall of shame. <laughs> Kelvin Benjamin, just because I miss putting him on. The defense looks as good as ever. Let's go, Bills. Good point. The defense does look as advertised, very solid. They only had a couple of mishaps in the second half. Again, while they were missing uh, Matt Milano and Tremaine Edmonds, and not for nothing, Vernon Butler was out today. And I think that that's something that uh, that should be noted as well. One of their, one of their at least starting or def- rotational defensive tackles 
was out today. Amber is in. She writes Wall of Fame. Allen didn't lose confidence after two fumble turnovers and got the win while contributing three touchdowns. Wall of Shame, Tyler Bass, wound up two for four on field day. And this is something Andre Roberts has kind of been a point of contention for Bills fans saying that, you know, he's good, you know, have another receiver on the, on the active roster. But, um, you know, today I think he proved his worth uh, on the Bills as a special team kick returner and punt returner. And I think he crushed it today. Wall, now, B. Mormon 2020 is in. He writes, Wall of Fame, Stefan Diggs, Wall of Shame, the completely normal process of having a rookie kicker. I think that's a great point by B. Mormon 2020. I think that's something that we we take for granted a little bit. He is a rookie. He's a six-round rookie. I mean, the guy played for Georgia Southern. He's not exactly the SEC or the ACC or, you know, the Big Ten, Big 12. It's it's He's a rookie. You know, he's going to make some mistakes. I'm just hoping that, you know, it's only up, up uphill or not uphill from here. It's only positive from here on out. <laughs> he writes, wall of shame, cutting house money. Paul Kwiatowski writes, we got a lot of great wall of fame, wall of shames. Paul Kwiatowski writes, wall of fame, Allen breaking the 300-yard drought. Wall of shame, wall of shame, also Allen for the missed throws to Knox and Brown in the end zone. Patrick Sheltra is in. He writes, wall of fame. Plus 28 plays, plus 28 in plays from line of scrimmage. Punted down Josh's first 300-yard passing game. Overall play of the wideouts and the defense. Man, Patrick, it's like, you just want to do the podcast for us? I mean, that's basically the entire, you know, 40 minutes leading up to this, Patrick. It's just that tweet. <laughs> so the wall of shame is two fumbles by Josh. The Crowder touchdown and the injuries at linebacker, which you're going to have to really pay attention to the podcast network and all the great work that the guys do and the other podcasts for the Buffalo Rumblings podcast network throughout the week to really keep track of those injuries. They're going to do a great job of keeping you informed of all the narratives that come out of today's game, anything that we've missed, and they're going to also you know, add on to anything that we've already talked about and uh, and go from there. And they're also going to re or preview the Bills Dolphins game next week, which John, what are the Bills favored by next week against the Dolphins in Miami? Uh, I believe they, so we'll see where that line goes. The Bills were six and a half point favorites today, one by 10. Hopefully you guys bet on that. Um, wherever it's legal, wherever you are. Um, all right, let's do our quick giveaways. So um, Moss Jersey, we have a 24 by 16 Bill's Walnut Cutting Board. It's uh, from Chris over at Graham Woodworking on Instagram. That is an Instagram only uh, giveaway. It is it, you should check it out. It, this this thing that he makes retails for two hundred dollars. It is made of walnut. It has a Bill's logo, a uh, football. It's based on. You have to find the photo, follow us, see at CTW Pod, Circling the Wagons Pod on Instagram. Follow Graham Woodworking and then tag two Bills fans on it. Hopefully you guys win it, it could, because it's going to be announced next week. As for the John Brown signed jersey, we have a black John Brown signed jersey that we're giving away to the podcast. If you're new to the podcast, you want to know how to win any of the giveaways. We're doing giveaways throughout the entire season. If you want to know how to get the signed John Brown uh, jersey, you just have to leave us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts and mention CTW Pod, Circling the Wagons, whatever, somewhere in the description. Feel free to obviously mention any of the great podcasts within our network. They all do a, a, an amazing job. So add them in the description, but add us. And then every week I pick a winner. And this week, the winner of the 
signed John Brown Bills jersey. It's a special edition jersey. It's black, which I thought was pretty cool. Announce winner. You also have to message me before the next week's game so that you can tell me, hey, I won it and stuff like that. So I'm not going to chase you. We don't do that on this podcast. So just, you know, DM me over Twitter, DM me over Instagram, DM me over Facebook. Um, we are on Facebook. I don't check Facebook as much, but uh, or email us, ctwpod at gmail.com. And you know, let us know you want, let us know that you won, give me your address, all that fun stuff. And the winner of this week's signed John Brown jersey is it is B Oaks 26. B Oaks 26. You have won a signed John Brown jersey. Um, I, I'm almost positive. I'm almost positive that B Oaks 26 has won um, something from us in the past. That's the great thing about this these giveaways that we're doing on the podcast. If you have won before, you are still in the running every single week that we are drawing. And uh, like I said, Oaks 26 email me again, message me, and let me know um, that you heard the podcast and that you won. So again, I mentioned the Bills are facing the Dolphins next week in Miami. Um, I think they're actually going to have fans at that game, so that'll be interesting. We appreciate you guys listening to us. Um, we're going to sign off, so signing off for John. Hey, 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 how about those Bills beating the Jets up? Let's go. 16-0 Super Bowl. This is the year. For Mike? But this time, I I can't help but sharing his optimism. That was a fun game. Really looking forward to next week. Go Bills. And for me, Nate, nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Let's hope we're all 2-0 by the next time we talk to you. Go Bills. Thank you for listening to the Circling the Wagons podcast. Download and subscribe to us in your favorite podcast service. Email us at ctwpod at gmail.com. That's Charlie Tango Whiskey Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at ctwpod. And most importantly, go Bills! Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills.